When you bring someone to church that is not a Christian, you know how bad they are, what they've done, what they're doing, and all of a sudden they hear the message and they hate the pastor and they hate the message, but the Holy Spirit goes, boom, I got you now. Get up and come. And they get up and come, and I get so excited. I go, Lord, there's another one for the kingdom. And that's the way it is. That's what they saw in the church. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today, as Roll continues our series in the book of Acts, we're glad to have you with us as we think about God's wonderful reassurances of grace. You'll see that you don't have to earn salvation from your sin with religious routines or church donations, but you can experience freedom and redemption through Christ. Stay with us for encouragement to walk by faith with Jesus. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins in the book of Acts. He starts out in 15, verse 1. And certain men came down from Judea and taught the Christians, the brethren. He said, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Interesting. Imagine that. They're coming and it's be like somebody coming in the church here and we ask him to just speak. And he says, you guys, you know, Raul deceived you. You got to get circumcised to be saved. When it's not true. And here, Paul, the apostle, these guys, they were here. These were Jews that I accepted Christ. They were born again, but they were so caught up with religion. Everything is critical to them. They don't really believe in the grace of God. The grace of God that we have liberty in Christ Jesus. Not to sin. But God has called us to be free. We can enjoy our Christian life. But when you have people condemning you. As these men were condemning these Gentiles. That not only had been saved. And they want them to be circumcised. Where the law was no longer of any value. In the Old Testament. Yes, they circumcised. In the New Testament is the grace of God. The grace of God. Nothing else. You're not saved by coming to church. You're not saved because you give your money to the church. You're not saved by anything except what? The grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ, period. That's it. Nothing else. And this to me was just an incredible thing to read and to see. That they were saying again, unless you are circumcised, you cannot be saved. You cannot be a Christian. Was God requiring the law to them? No. For sure, no. He says, verse 2. He says, and therefore when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas... And certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and the elders about this question. Okay, let's get this out. Why don't we go to Jerusalem, meet with the board, and see what they say. They recognize the real problem here, that the problem was serious. Very serious. These Jews could actually run people out of the church. 
requiring religion instead of relationship. And so Paul says, hey, you guys, we got to go up and see verse 3. And so being sent on their way by the church, so the church is Paul, why don't you guys go ahead, we'll stay here, you guys go find out what's up. And they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, describing the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy to all the brethren. People were so happy because of salvation. I mean, here when people got saved and people get saved, I get so happy. So awesome to see people that for the first time they get saved. But when you bring someone to church that is not a Christian, you know how bad they are, what they've done, what they're doing, and all of a sudden they hear the message and they hate the pastor and they hate the message, but the Holy Spirit goes, boom, I got you now. Get up and come. And they get up and come and I get so excited. I go, Lord, there's another one for the kingdom. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. And Paul was like that. Barnabas was like, that's what they saw in the church. And Paul, now verse 4. Can you imagine not having airplanes or any cars or buses 300 miles? They would travel about 12 miles per day. Every day they would have walk 12 miles or maybe 16, whatever. But imagine 300 miles. Man, that would be from here to Tijuana and back. That's a long ways to go. Well, from here to San Francisco is 400 miles. Imagine walking to San Francisco. How long would it take you to get there? And this is Paul and the disciples going to Jerusalem. He says, and when they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the church. Man, the church was so happy. And the apostles and the elders, and they reported all things that God had done with them. They began to make the report. You guys, the word of God is so powerful. People are getting saved. People are getting saved with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And by the way, he says, people are receiving us as God's servants. They love us. We love them. And that's so awesome the way God works. Verse 5. But some of the sect of the Pharisees, so here they are, the self-righteous, who believe, they believe in Christ, rose up saying, it is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. I mean, come on. You came out of the law, you come to the grace of God. How can you go back to the law of God? That would be religion. That's why Jesus came to die on the cross. To stop the law, to cease the law. Yes, it's God's word. Yes, the Ten Commandments are there. But the grace of God has been given to us because we were sinners when Christ was sent. He was the one that came to what? To die for the sins of the world. He gave his life in the Old Testament. We're going back to Moses in the book of Exodus. When they came out of Egypt after 400 years, what happened? They were led out, but before they were led out, they had to kill a lamb. The first Passover. And when they killed the lamb, they took the blood. And Moses says, you guys, if you don't want your children to be wiped out by the angel of death, you take the lamb, you kill it, you take the blood, you place it on top of the doorpost on both sides of the door, and the angel of death will pass and will spare your child. Why? From the top of the head to both sides of the door, the sign of the cross, redemption. You've been redeemed. First atonement. All the way from there until Jesus came, they killed animals. 
lambs, turtle doves. When Jesus went to the cross, it wasn't a lamb, it was Jesus. Jesus died for the sins of the world. And that's why Paul and all these guys were so, so excited about not only the grace of God and not circumcision, but the grace of God. He says again, notice in verse 6, and the apostles and the elders came together to consider this matter. What matter? Circumcision. And when he had much dispute, notice, Peter got up and he said to them, Paul's there, Barnabas there, here's Peter. He said to those guys, men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us, among us, notice the Jews, that by the mouth of the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. How many, how plainer do you want it? Peter said, you guys remember? I mean, the word of God said, yes, Jews were going to get saved, but also the Gentiles were going to come to know Christ. Read when you go home the book of Romans chapter 9, 10, and 11. Because Paul speaks about this. And it's so cool because what we see here is the word of God being delivered. Peter says, you guys, don't you remember that it was God who said what was going to take place? And then in verse 8, he says, so God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them, who's that? The Gentiles, by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as it did to us Jews. I mean, what's the difference? We're Gentiles, we're Jews. Listen, the same Holy Spirit, the same atonement, the same salvation. I mean, Peter just laid it out, Paul laid it out, all these guys laid it out because they knew Jesus in their lives. They knew what was going on. In Romans 3.22, Paul tells us there is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. We're all the same. All the same. Yes, right now the Jews, they don't know Christ. There's about 10,000 Jews in Israel that are saved. That's it. The whole nation is atheist. And may no distinction between us and they purifying their hearts by faith. You see? Not by works, by faith. There is only one way to salvation, and that's by faith in Jesus Christ. Verse 10. Now, therefore, because of this, why do you test God by putting a yoke? And the yoke's what? The law. On the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. Why would you want to bring us back to bondage when we've been set free by the grace of God? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they, as Jew and Gentile, same salvation. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We're here to fortify your faith with the hope and wisdom of God's Word. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165 and join Rawl on his YouTube channel for Straight Talk, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. Let's continue now with more of today's lesson. Verse 12. And then all the multitude kept silent. They couldn't say anything. And listen to Barnabas and Paul declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. Wow. 
just like the Jesus people movement. He says, don't forget how Barnabas and Paul, how many miracles and wonders God has worked through them fully and completely. Among who? Among the Gentiles. And then verse 13, he says, and after they had become silent, James, half-brother of who? Jesus. Answer saying, men and brethren, listen to me. Now remember, the pillar of the early church, not Peter, but James was the leader in Jerusalem. The half-brother of Jesus was the leader in Jerusalem. Simon had declared how God had first visited the Gentiles to take out for themselves what? A people for his name. Notice that. Interesting. A people here, God has a number. Did you know that God has a number of Gentiles that are to be saved? And that's it. Read Romans chapter 9, 10, and 11. He says there's a number of Gentiles that will be saved once the last Gentile gets saved. It's over. It will be the time of the Jews. And that will come when the rapture comes. God has a number. And what's incredible here, as he talks about it here, God at first visited the Gentiles to take them a people for his name. He goes again, and after this, he prophesies now. He's going to give a prophecy. He, Exodus 4.15, Isaiah 54, 1-5, Hosea 3.5 are the prophecies. After this, I, Jesus, will return. You see, the Gentiles are saved. The Jews now, I will return. And I will rebuild the tabernacle of David. Look at that. Which was fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins and I will set it up. This is Jesus. So that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name shall the Lord who does all these things. So the Gentiles that he loves, that he saved, and he continues to save, what is he doing? He's looking at them and saying, hey, you belong to me. Verse 18. He says, no to God from eternity are all his works. I mean, God knows everything. When the Lord returns, he will work not only with the nation of Israel, but all those people that are here in the kingdom age. He's going to be working. He says, therefore, because of this, I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God. He says, hey, what are you trying to do? People are coming to know Jesus. Why would you want to stop them? Why would you want to discourage them? Why would you want to, you know, give them something that is not right? He says, stop that. They want to come to Christ. Verse 20, but then we write to them to abstain from things polluted to idols. He says, you want to make deal about something, then don't worship idols. From sexual immorality, from things strangled, notice, and from the blood. When they would kill an animal, you're supposed to drain the blood, but they would eat it with the blood. They were worshiping idols, they were drinking blood, and... They were having sexual encounters at that time. They thought, hey, it's legal to have a wife and to have sex with somebody else. No problem. Verse 21. For Moses 
has had throughout many generations those who preach him in every city being read in the synagogues every Saturday. How? By the law. Then it pleased the apostles and the elders with the whole church to send chosen men to their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, who was also named Barabbas, and Silas, leading men among the brethren. It's so cool that everybody agreed. It's not by circumcision. It's by faith in Jesus Christ. You receive the grace of God. So go back and tell those people. And then they wrote this letter by them, the apostles and elders and the brethren, to the brethren who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, Cilicia, greetings. Since we have heard that some who went out from us, Jews, have troubled you with words. Unsettling your soul, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we gave no such commandment. Hey, hey, listen, they're lying to you. Be careful when you hear people that are adding to the word of God. Be careful. Be careful of people that lie when they're trying to talk to you. Because he says, not right what they did. Verse 25, it seems good. To us, being assembled in one accord, they assembled as what? As a house of leadership to solve this problem. To send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, the two great missionaries that went to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love it. Verse 26. Men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice these guys went and they risked their lives to bring the truth. Circumcision is not salvation. Grace of God dying on the cross, Jesus Christ brings salvation through faith. Verse 27. We have therefore sent Judas, not Judas Iscariot, Silas, who will also report the same things by the word of mouth. I love that. A chosen company for them to accompany Paul and Silas to go ahead and be with them. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. Here's the Holy Spirit again. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. From the day of Pentecost, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is there to assist, to convict people of sin, and to do its work that he was called to do. Verse 29. Notice good counsel given here. That you abstain from things offered to idols. Be careful. From blood, from things strangled, you see. And from sexual immorality. Guys would have sex, think it was okay at that time. And Paul says it's not okay. The Bible says no one should have sex only with his wife. Or his wife with her husband. He says, verse 29, again, if you keep yourself from these things, you will do well. Farewell. He says, God bless you guys. And then he says, so then, so when they, all four of them, were sent off, Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas and Silas, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the letter. I love this. And when they had read it, they begin to rejoice and to be encouraged. 
Notice encouragement was in their life. Hey, when we come to church, we should be encouraged. We should rejoice in what God is doing in the word of God. And not Judas and Silas themselves. Being prophets also exhorted and strengthened the brothers with many words. Notice they exercise here their gifts of the Holy Spirit. And after they had stayed there for a time, they stayed there for a couple of years, they were sent back with greetings from the brethren to the apostles. However, it seemed good to Silas to remain there. So he stayed there. Uh, it's important because they stayed there to teach the word of God. They stayed there for a little while. He says, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others. You notice what Jesus said in the actual Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. It says that Jesus was doing preaching, teaching, and healing. That was threefold ministry. Preaching, teaching, and healing. And then he says, verse 36. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brethren. Notice Paul loved the body of Christ. He made three missionary journeys. Hey, you guys, let's go back and see how the church is doing. I love that. That's why we go to Chile, to see how the church is doing. Paul felt so incredible when it came to that. Verse 37, and now Barnabas was determined to take them John called Mark. Remember, Barnabas was, not only Mark was his nephew, Mark was the nephew of Barnabas. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them Mark, the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia. Somehow Mark was with Paul and he left. And had not gone with them to the work. So Paul says, I'm not taking him again. I'm not taking him. And then the contention became so sharp. That they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. Now, isn't that cool? Paul does not want to take Mark. So Paul chooses Silas and then Barnabas takes his nephew, Mark, and they actually go two ways. And what does God do? Instead of one team, now he has two teams. Paul didn't understand that. I don't understand a lot of things a lot of times. I go, God, Lord, I never saw that before. Hey, be aware of those things. You might be disappointed. You might be mad at something, but God knows what he's doing. He knew with Paul. He knew what was going on with Mark. Because later on when you read Paul's epistles, he says, he says, Paul says this, hey, don't forget to send Mark to me. I want to use him. I want him to be with me. Mark matured. He went out. And he became like a, like a son to Paul the apostle. I love it. The way God works in the scriptures. Verse 41. And he went through Syria and Cilicia strengthening the churches. Isn't that cool? He went out and strengthened the churches with the gospel of Jesus Christ, but most important, with the love of Christ. Well, if you've never received God's gift of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ, we encourage you to make this life-changing decision today. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. 
To review the message you've heard, call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. Just ask for Rawls' lesson from Acts chapter 15. We'd also like to offer you a helpful four-message series outlining the Holy Spirit's role in guiding you to a personal relationship with the Lord. It's available on either CD or an MP3 flash drive. As you explore what the Bible teaches about the third member of the Trinity and meditate on the powerful impact He can have in your life, you'll discover what an amazing gift God has given you with His Holy Spirit. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order Rawls' illuminating four-part study of the Holy Spirit. We'll send your USB drive for a gift of $12 or the CD collection for $19. Our number once again is 800-634-9165. You can also order this resource by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We invite you to utilize our many free resources. Download our Somebody Loves You app for live-streamed Bible teaching, an online scripture reading group, and much more. You can also download podcasts of all of these programs using Spotify or iTunes, and visit us online to subscribe to Rawls' daily devotional emails. If you'd like to email Rawl directly with your prayer request and Bible questions, his address is pastorroll at somebodylovesyou.com. Don't forget, we are a listener-supported ministry, and we thank you for your generous partnership. Your tax-deductible gifts equip us to keep sharing God's truth. Join us again next time as we quiet our hearts and minds before the Lord, asking Him to speak to us and enrich our lives with His Word. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.